Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy to welcome back to the show. Joining us now, one of the great uh, uh, communicators on recruiting. Been around for a long time. We always love having him on the show. Mike Farrell is with us. Mike Farrell Sports. Mike, you've been doing this recruiting stuff for a long time, so a lot of things to talk to you about. Uh, you are right on the money with the University of Miami, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but your 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 project right now is Mike Farrell Sports, so uh, still lots of recruiting information. How can uh, how can people get all of the information from you? Yeah, they can just follow me at M Farrell Sports on Twitter, M Farrell Sports on Instagram, um, and then MikeFarrellSports.com is a new website. So you know, decided to branch out and do my own thing. I'm covering high school football recruiting to college football to the transfer portal to the NFL draft. So I'm going to handle it all. Um, the tough part about it is, you know, knowing everything about everything in those four spaces, whereas most of those are very specialized. But I give it my best shot, and it's kind of fun to do. You, you've been doing this talent evaluation stuff for a long time. There are a lot of guys who call themselves recruiting experts. There aren't as many that can evaluate the talent. No, 25 years. 25 years. I'll put myself up against anybody when it comes to uh, high school evaluations. And actually, you know, NFL draft stuff, too, because they, the advantage I have is that I, I know these kids from 8th grade, ninth grade, all the way to the draft. So I kind of know their work ethic and strengths and weaknesses and what they needed to work on and what they have worked on. So there's a distinct advantage getting in early. Mike Farrell, Mike Farrell Sports is our guest. And Mike, as I mentioned to you, I think you were one of the first guys in the fall to predict or suggest the University of Miami's perfect marriage would be with Mario Cristobal. Uh, you nailed it. Why do you think it's a perfect marriage? Well, I've known him for a very long time. Um, I first met him when he was uh, an assistant coach at um, Rutgers a hundred years ago uh, under Greg Chiano. And you know, just a passion for football, but a passion for Miami. I mean, you know, whenever we would talk, the U would come up. He played there. Um, you know, he, he took the job at FIU uh, mainly to try to get the attention of the University of Miami and, and sort of show what he can do down in Florida. Um, they kind of they screwed him over a little bit. He did a great job there, uh, better than I think anybody expected he would. Um, and then he landed on his feet at Alabama. Um, and went off to Oregon, and he was an assistant coach there. You know, part of the internal promotion of Mario Cristobal at Oregon, uh, you know, I I was all for it. I was part of it. I thought he was a great fit. 
um, to be the next head coach there because the players loved him and he is a players coach and, and he could recruit. So when he got that job, I knew there was only two jobs he would leave for. One is Miami because that's what he wanted to do for 20 years. And the other Alabama, but Nick Saban wasn't going anywhere. So, you know, when Miami came open <clears throat> before Manny Diaz, um, there was some interest, but I just knew at the success he had at Oregon, you know, in the Pac-12 and recruiting nationally, including in the state of Florida, that they would go after him. They needed a new athletic director. They needed a new sort of focus on being competitive in the salary market because Auburn had offered him more money the previous year. Uh, but I knew he would take less to go to Miami, uh, and I knew that would be his passion to build that. That's his dream. I mean, this is he gets to go to his office and overlook – you know, the practice field and, and, and work on the facilities and all that stuff every day, and that's he couldn't be happier. You know this area in terms of recruiting as well as anybody. So you know that going into homes are, you know, Nick Saban is going to be marching into a home. Uh, Coach Day at Ohio State is going to be marching into a home. Whoever it might be, how important is it to Miami now that when those guys are done – Mario Cristobal and his credibility knocks on the door. Yeah, it's key. You know, they've had good recruiters before, so a lot of people, you know, Larry Coker kind of took over a perfect situation. Um, nobody messed with South Florida, you know, when Bush was there and prior to Bush. They, they just didn't feel it was worth the time to recruit there because they wouldn't get the kids. Um, and then Larry started recruiting nationally uh, and taking some kids from you know, the Midwest or the Northeast or, you know, California that, that probably should have been Florida kids, same talent level, and keep those relationships going. So they lost a little bit there. Then they hired Randy Shannon, who was going to focus on Dayton Broward, but was over his head at the job. Ex-Miami guy, of course, but didn't didn't really have the, I guess, the cachet to, to handle things at the time where, you know, Urban Meyer was attacking South Florida and Nick Saban was about to hit the SEC and people weren't afraid of South Florida anymore. Uh, Golden was a great recruiter, uh, but he was a fish out of water. I mean, it's a Jersey guy down in Florida and he just didn't have the ability to, to put it together because of the sanctions, but also because of his recruiting, you know, territory. He was like Coker. He was taking kids from up North that should have been local kids. Uh, Rick would have been great health problems there. Um, and then Diaz just, you know, didn't get it done. Cristobal will. Um, now, again, I'm not going to say they're going to beat Nick Saban or Davo Swinney or Kirby Smart or, or any of those guys head-to-head for every recruit, but I will tell you they will be in it till the end because Cristobal's relentless, um, and he knows how to recruit, and he's selling. His heart is on his sleeve. I mean, the U is on his shirt. And that's where his heart is. So you're going to get that type of passion when it comes to talent evaluation and recruiting. Got the cachet, as you mentioned. Also, I said the other day, just thinking about this, I would think a wonderful endorsement for Mario Cristobal would be the guys that he signed up to work with him. I mean, you've got some big-name coaches that have signed up and said, okay, I'm going to go to work at the University of Miami. Good job, better job with Mario Cristobal. I think that would be a pretty strong signal to some of the parents. Yeah, and these guys know how to recruit the area, too. I mean, obviously, Charlie Strong is a, is a tremendous example. 
right? You know, this is a guy who was made for Florida. I mean, he was he was at the University of Florida, he was at South Carolina prior to that. Um, he went up to Louisville. He really did a great job recruiting Florida there. And then he took Texas. And Texas was a job that he couldn't turn down, but just such a bad fit for him. Um, and that kind of hurt him a little bit. So to get him back in the state of Florida, and I know he was a head coach there, they grew up the five level, but to get him back, um, you know, in Florida, it's just wheelhouse. And that's kind of what Cristobal wants to do with the coaches. He wants to get them in their wheelhouse and have them very comfortable. I mean, Kevin Steele's recruited the Southeast forever, um, you know, and then some of these other guys, you know, Ed Reed is just Ed Reed. I mean, that's just the way it goes there. But, um, you know, some of the other guys he's brought in, and he's kept, you know, Jorge Baez and some guys who know the lay of the land there and, and, and can help him. You know, Mike Rump obviously helps as well. But to get some of these assistant coaches that everybody kind of coveted, um, it's just a really good staff. I, I have very, if I'm a Miami fan, I'm pretty happy with the staff that's been put together here because a lot of them have cachet, as we talked about. Mike Farrell, Mike Farrell Sports is our guest talking University of Miami and recruiting. Uh, this might be the time of the year where it's dual, I guess it's dual recruiting all the time. Transfer portal and uh, and high school kids and spring football for the high school kids starts here soon, very soon. But uh, in terms of the University of Miami roster, uh, I think there's still going to be some some of that over uh, being overturned here between now and the beginning of the season. What does the portal look like for the University of Miami? It's It's sort of a constant evaluation um you know they need wide receivers that's one area they they really do need you know they've got tyler quarterback and they've got good depth at quarterback the running back room is pretty good tight end room is good the offensive line's serviceable they'll get better there but i don't think you need plug and play guys but you could certainly use wide receivers and you could use linebackers on defense you know they're not very loaded there they're not very deep there they're not very big there um, so I think those will be the areas, but if a kid is talented, like Daryl Jackson from Maryland, who's visited Florida and Florida state, and it's going to visit Tennessee, he's coming down for a visit, um, to Miami. He's a Florida kid. You've got to be involved with that level of talent. Um, so, you know, Caleb Johnson from UCLA is a linebacker. They want to plug in immediately and get bigger at that position. He just visited, he's visiting Texas as we speak. Um, you know, these are the things you look at in the portal is what do I have on my roster? What do I need to fill? But also if the kid comes available and he's from Florida or I have ties to him, I recruited him at Oregon or somebody on my staff knows him or his family, you know, Amarius Mims is a good example. It went back to Georgia, the offensive tackle. We got to get involved. Yeah. If they're talented, we got to get involved. And that's what Cristobal does on a daily basis. They're looking at the portal. You know, they're looking at their depth chart. They're looking at the recruiting board and trying to sort of put all that together. And it's a different challenge than it's ever been before. Uh, the last two years, roster management is really a nightmare. Um, and it never used to be. And the portals kind of made that happen. How do you think they did in the last recruiting cycle with uh, players like Ja'Curry Brown? Uh, we saw um, uh, Nigella Kelly, a defensive end. Uh, we saw the big kid from uh, Las Vegas come in, Cyrus Moss. Uh, how do you think they did in the last recruiting cycle? 
Um, not bad. I think they could have taken more kids, obviously. There was a lot of excitement around the crystal ball move. And again, with the early signing period, if you if you hire a coach after the early signing period, I mean, 85% of your pool is gone. So, you know, late additions you have to be very careful with, and I think they were extremely careful about that. Um, you know, they like Cravante Citizen. You know, they got a couple offensive linemen that they need. But prior to that, you know, these guys that signed in December, um, there's, there's talent here. Um, it's a small class, though, 14 commitments. You look at the recruiting ranking. It's in the, you know, 35 to 40 range, depending on what site you look at. It's, it's a transition class, and he held back uh, on really trying to fill it. He could have filled it to 25, I think, but he's pocketing those scholarships, um, and he's pocketing those for the portal and for this upcoming class. So 2023 is going to be the big one. Yeah. Farrell is our guest, Mike Farrell Sports. A couple more minutes. Um, I think we would like to say college football is much better when the University of Miami is relevant. So I'll lump Miami in there with a couple of other teams such as Texas and USC. Uh, maybe I'd throw Florida and Florida State in there. How far away are those teams, talent-wise, from the upper echelon? It's, a, it's always a great battle down here of, oh, is it talent or is it coaching? Well, ultimately, I think it's talent that gets you across the goal line. So I lumped a couple of uh, you know, the great schools in there that were dynasties at some point. How far away are they from returning? A couple of years. I, I'm confident in Miami for the first time in forever. You know, I, I, I you know, I, Randy Shannon was a good coach, but like I said, over his head. Al Golden, a good recruiter, but fish out of water. Uh, you know, Mark Richt was sort of on the back nine after, you know, almost 18 years in the SEC, and that'll wear you out. So that wasn't like a young energetic we're gonna have this guy here for the next 15 year type of type of hire and Manny Diaz I think was sort of a reach now they got the guy so I have confidence that Miami can get back they're in the ACC the ACC stinks they're in a division in the ACC which doesn't have Clemson so they're closer than a Florida State because they got that little Clemson problem to deal with in their division um you know and and they're better off than a Florida, um, you know, because Florida has to deal with Georgia and the SEC, and then, then of course, if they get there, they got to deal with Alabama and all that stuff. So when you're looking at the, the power programs, Tennessee is another one that, it, you know, people want them to come back badly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they're in the East, they got an issue in the SEC. Uh, USC, they're, they're set up for success because they got Lincoln Riley and the Pac 12 is not very good. So they're going to be successful. Uh, Nebraska, they're in the remotest area of the country to try to recruit. So that's going to be very difficult for them. Miami's got it all. They, you know, they don't have the on-field stadium, you know, but they finally got an indoor practice facility. They're finally upgrading the facilities. He's going to push even further for that. And you can bet promises were made to him when he signed that deal to come to Miami. Uh, he's going to get it done. I just think they're two years off from being an ACC contender to win it all, they'll, they'll be okay this year and they might win their division, but they'll probably get, you know, thumped if, if Clemson's as good as I think they're going to be, especially defensively. But the gap between Alabama and Miami right now, talent wise is huge. Yeah. And Georgia and, and Miami is huge. Ohio state Miami is huge. 
Um, that's a five-year window. That's a full four recruiting classes and four portal classes for Cristobal. Um, but for the ACC, I think they're two years away from, from potentially, you know, not only winning their division, but, but winning the ACC. I think you nailed it. I'd wrap it up with this. Uh, also, uh, for Miami now, one of the best things going would be they've signed Coach Cristobal to a long-term contract. The continuity is going to be there. And uh, understanding that talent gap, as you just mentioned, uh, how big it is between Alabama and Miami or Georgia and Miami, the only way to close it is to give Mario the time. And I think uh, finally that's going to, to set in on people that – this is the guy. This is the right guy. But we've got to let him. He doesn't have a magic wand. we got to let him do what he does, and that's work with, with a passion and, and a great work ethic. Yeah, and the scary part for Miami fans is this. Okay, you've come to the, the edge. You're on the edge of the cliff, right? If it doesn't work with him, there's a problem. <laughs> you know, I, I can make excuses for Golden. I can make excuses for Rick. I could say, man, he wasn't the, the great fit hire. If this doesn't work with Mario Cristobal at his beloved school, one of the best recruiters that I've ever met, one of the guys who helped put together that Alabama roster that is so insane in that recruiting class that we saw all those first rounders come from, somebody who went to Oregon and immediately recruited nationally. If they can't do it with him, you may fall off the cliff. That's scary, but you got the right guy. Uh, the problem is this thing's been driven so close to the cliff that, you know, the first thing he's got to do is hit it in reverse and, and get to a safety zone before he can even start to challenge everybody else. Mike, you've been a great guest. Thanks again. Um, one more time, if, uh, if our listeners want to uh, track you down in your new venture, how do they do it? M. Farrell Sports at Twitter. Come and yell at me. M. Farrell Sports at Instagram. Uh, MikeFarrellSports.com is the website. Brand new. Growing every day. I got a YouTube channel, too. I do videos on there. That's Mike Farrell Sports. So just type in my name, but put sports or football so you don't get that. I, I love B.J. Honeycutt, right? Uh, MASH. I don't love Mike Farrell and his political craziness in real life. Uh, and a lot of people think that's me. So if you're going to Google me, just make sure you put sports or football because you're going to get this guy who has some of the craziest political opinions ever, and that's not me. <laughs> uh, you're not related to Hawkeye Pierce or Trapper John or any of those guys. None of them. Great show, but he's a little bit off. Thanks again, Mike. We greatly appreciate it. All right, no problem. Farrell will continue on the show right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.